Hello and welcome to the Professional Women's Network Barcelona podcast. For anyone who doesn't know us, PWM Barcelona is the go-to organization in Barcelona for diverse and gender-balanced leadership across the corporate and startup worlds. To learn more about us, what we do, our events and campaigns, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter or LinkedIn. Now, last week saw the very first PWN Global Gender Balanced Leadership Awards taking place in Dublin. And today I'm delighted to be here talking to Razwana Wahid, who's the president of PWN Barcelona, and Patricia Ruiz de Villa from Barna Consulting, who both attended this event. So welcome to you both. Thank you so much for joining me today. We're sitting here having a lovely cup of tea <laughs> in a very English style, actually. Um, so first of all, why don't you both briefly introduce yourselves uh, to our audience? So Patty, let's start with you. Sure. So uh, my name is Patty, and uh, by my surname, you can probably tell I'm from Spain. Ruthie <laughs> is pretty long, and I uh, spent quite a lot of time in the UK working, and I've recently returned back to Barcelona. So actually, it's been quite interesting uh, to return back and see what gender balanced leadership, what diversity and inclusion is like back in the city. I work in consulting, so I'm a consultant at Barna Consulting Group, and essentially what we do is we help companies that we work with grow, and we work uh, quite a lot in the people space. Okay, great. Perfect. Well, I'm, I think yeah. we'll kind of come back, and let's talk about some of the comparisons between London sure. and Barcelona. I think that'd yes. be really interesting to hear some different perspectives there. And Roswana? So I'm Roswana. I'm the president of PWN Barcelona. I've been the president now for, well... Tomorrow it will be a full year. Wow. <laughs> and before that... Early celebration. Then. Yes, absolutely. Yes. With some tea. Very good. Um, and before that, I was the uh, VP of the mentoring program for the PWN as well. Okay, perfect. So you've got some, some long history, some, a longer relationship then with PWN. So let's, let's talk about the awards themselves. And, and Razwana, I was really keen to hear a little bit from you about why you think PWN chose this moment to put this whole kind of event, this whole award ceremony kind of together. Um, why do you think they did it and why do you think they chose to do it now? So it all started last year when we had the president's offsite. So every year the presidents of our 31 different city networks get together and we talk about next year's strategy and we talk about what's working in our city networks, how we can work better together as a group. Uh, to celebrate, to promote gender balanced leadership. And one of our City Network presidents had the idea of having an award ceremony um, because for us, it wasn't just a branding exercise. It wasn't for, for companies to get to know us, but actually to celebrate what our corporate partners and other partners within our circle have been doing in terms of gender balanced leadership and the impact they're making. And it was really to make that um, and their work more visible. So this year we decided to have the awards, well, the first awards in Dublin because that's where we were having our off-site. So it made sense to have, um, you know, a city like Dublin that's great for celebration anyway. Mm, yeah. um, it's a location everybody can get to easily um, mm. and to coincide with our annual president's off-site as well. Okay, excellent. Okay, so Patty, let's turn to you. So you were attending the event as a, as a guest of PWM Barcelona. Yes. Um, what interested you about going to this event? Why did you want to get involved? Why did you want to be there? Sure. So I guess, uh, first of all, thank you, because I was so lucky to win uh, the spot and I was really excited about going. And my interest, I think, has really been driven around that shock I experienced living in the UK, uh -huh. working in the UK and coming back to, to Spain and Barcelona particularly. And I just found that diversity and inclusion is so far behind 
so as a consultant, I still work with many, many Spanish companies where we'll hold a meeting and it's with the whole uh, management team and it's a boardroom with 15 white middle-aged guys and me. Mm-hmm. And so I found that really shocking and I think that's been a real personal drive for me to get involved and to understand, first of all, why are we so behind and, and what can we do to transform that? And and let's follow up on that then. So sure. looking at the difference, so that was obviously a stark difference and coming from London to come back sure. to Barcelona, you didn't encounter that kind of stereotype so much in London? Did you feel London had moved on further? I think in in England as a whole, I think there's a lot more awareness Mm. around this. So I think uh, generally people have become much more sensitised to to diversity and inclusion. Structurally, there's much more support. So many organisations are now starting to have particular people that look into diversity in organisations and understand what they need to do uh, to get it right. Whereas in Spain that isn't even contemplated. And I don't think structure is necessarily the only way to go. I think uh, there's a lot required in changing attitudes and Mm. unconscious bias and how we think about things. And I think that's been something I've really noticed. So some of the jokes you hear sometimes or the conversations around hiring women who have children or who are thinking of having children and what the law says around that, I think I found very shocking. Okay, so there's still quite a big difference, therefore, even between the structure that legislation might provide and actually what's happening in the day-to-day within businesses and cultures. Absolutely. Let's come back to that. I'm interested to talk to you both perhaps towards the end of this conversation about barriers and, and, you know, within the Barcelona community, where we can find some wins, you know, what what more we can do. Sure. But let's, let's just go back and talk about the event a little bit more. So, Patty... That was that was great, and you know, from our point of view, we were delighted to have you there. You know, to have yeah. somebody from outside of the PWN group to to be there and to see it with some fresh eyes. Sure. Um, Raswana, what about um, what about you in terms of the actual event itself? So we had thirteen different categories of, of awards um, that was really focused on celebrating, as you said, kind of the great work being done by corporate partners different teams, different individuals, um, and really trying to celebrate contributions made towards advancing gender balanced leadership. Um, I'd love to hear, you know, what would be, from your point of view, what, what were two or three of the highlights, either particular awards or particular people? What stood out for you from the evening? I think um, <clears throat> one of the real celebrations for me for the night was the Ambassador of the Year Award, mm-hmm. which went to Bryant Levy from Interval Zero. And I think... The thing we're celebrating there is that when we talk about gender balanced leadership, what we're really talking about is having more women in leadership teams. Yeah. We're not talking about promoting more men. Yeah. But for women to get ahead, we need to have the right men on our side. And by the right men, I mean the men that support gender balance and leadership and see the benefits of it. So to have an award dedicated to a man who's done a lot to promote women in his team, I think was 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 really quite key and the fact that we had you know we we did have more women than men in the audience there at the awards but we had a decent amount of men to represent ambassadors of mm. the year in any case so i was really happy to see that um and I, I love that because i think you know it is really common for organizations who are trying to foster and accelerate gender balanced leadership it is really common to really push women mm-hmm. um and actually i think you're right the role of men 
is crucial. It's mm. absolutely crucial. You know, mm. we, we can't do this with only 50% of the, of the population. You know, no. it's, it's just not, I just no. don't believe it's possible to be done. So I think that's, that's a great, a great standout. Mm. And then we had, um, I was surprised to see her, the founder of PWN, uh, Aviva Wintenberg-Cox. I met her during one of the breaks uh-huh. and uh, she also received the award for her lifetime achievement for her work within gender balance. And the thing I loved about her is that she said when she was receiving the award, she said she she started off the PWN when she was living in Paris she, and she just wanted a way to meet other girlfriends. Mm. And it was very sort of casual and social. And now it's grown to this 20 years later. Mm. And it was really quite inspiring to see that it's sort of where the PWN came from, very humble beginnings. And now we're in 31 different city networks. We have almost 5,000 members and, you know, we're thriving in Barcelona too. So that was quite inspiring for me to see the woman who started the whole mm-hmm. thing um, oh, and lastly amazing. I think just to kind of be there amongst my PWN colleagues because I think when we're in Barcelona we often in, our, in my team and amongst our membership we feel like it's just us I think we forget that we're part of a global network. So when I go to the president's offsite and one of my team, she was there as well. Um, it's nice to see that actually we are global and there's a lot for us to learn and collaborate on. And these awards were a representation of that as well. Yeah, it's a real sort of symbol of, of not really power, but scale, you know, and, and, and the, the impact that we can have with that kind of scale. Mm. And Patty, what about you? What would sort of, you know, two or three stories, highlights, what stood out for you? Yeah, sure. So I think for me, what really uh, stuck was uh, we had Julie Cinnamon, who's the CEO of Enterprise Island, and she gave a, a keynote. And she said some really interesting things, particularly around reinforcing the business case for uh, gender mm, balance leadership, which yeah. I think is such an important point. So she quoted some studies that showed companies that have a more diverse management team actually have 19% more revenue. Wow. Which is incredible. Wow. And I think it's so important to notice that this isn't a nice to have. This is an essential part of business. And for organizations that want to thrive, it's no longer affordable to dismiss this. Yeah. Um, so I found that really inspiring. She also talked about women having 80% estimated uh, consumer purchasing power which I thought was also really interesting and and again a reason as to why women should be at the table Uh, and it made me reflect a lot actually on on one of the comments that I made on the LinkedIn page to win (laughs) my spot and it was about how diversity without inclusion isn't worth it there's no point promoting women to be at the table if they don't have a voice. And so I think that piece where we're talking about attitudes and changing mm. beliefs is so important, uh, almost as a step two to not just having women there, but actually making sure we're all working together. Yeah, no, I, I, I really agree. And I think, you know, that kind of economic argument is such a powerful way of getting out of the more emotional territory yes you know and and it just removes that from the table and it cuts into as you say if you want your business to grow Mm. then this is no longer optional you know you're 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 kind of crazy you know if if you're not considering who is the best talent that I can get to you know around my around my table in my business in terms of Barcelona then let's let's think about and talk a little bit about the Barcelona community so Patty you know you, you started off at the beginning talking a bit about this you know that gap between what you'd witness in, in the UK um, and what you find here in Barcelona and that feeling that there's still so much more, you know, that that can be done. Um, Roz, let's, let's start with you. Coming back from Dublin, what did you kind of reflect in terms of the Barcelona community, whether it's corporates and startups? What, what kind of thoughts has it left you with in terms of what else could be done? Where kind of, where next in Barcelona? 
I think the one thing, and Patty mentioned this earlier when she talked about her time in London, is a striking difference between how uh, Western Europe, Western meaning Dublin, where we were, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how far they've evolved compared to where we are in Barcelona. Yeah. Um, and I think an example I can give is a few days ago, I was speaking to a recruiter and she recruits for senior positions, so directors yeah, yeah, and above. Yeah. And she asked me, what more can I do to represent women in leadership? And I asked her about her recruitment processes. And she said, you know, when I recruit, I recruit and find the best candidate. And I very rarely find a woman. And my clients rarely ask me to give them a gender balanced wow. talent pool to wow. choose from. And so I asked her, what do you do to actually actively look for women in senior positions that you could recruit for in a different role? And she said... I, I don't do anything. I just find the best candidates. And I was quite surprised to hear that from a woman's mouth to say that, you know, she d doesn't make any effort at all. And so we have this discussion and she realised actually there is, there is a change she has to make in her process mm. to actually put more women forward and almost have like um, uh, a selective process where men are excluded to a degree to find women. So then she has a 50% representation. If she has four candidates, two are men, two, two are, are women. women. And so I think that to me represents how far we have to go because if the companies aren't even thinking about talking about gender balance when they're recruiting yeah. and the recruiters aren't even thinking about it when they're selecting candidates, we have a fundamental problem yeah. where we don't even see, we're completely blind to the fact that gender imbalance exists. Yeah. So yeah. I think for PWN, our mission really is to make sure that we... How we are that hub of education and voice and, you know, making it uncomfortably obvious where we are. Because I think we have to get uncomfortable to make that change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, the, the only exciting thing about what you've just described is really how easy some of those first steps should be. Um, Absolutely. You know, some of the things you've just described in other markets and other sort of in other communities are are very standard, mm. you know. So, and I think, you know the recruiter's point about where is she going looking for great women? You yeah. know, mm -hmm. if, if you're going to continue advertising for candidates in the same places you've always been looking, then you, if it's not working, it's because you're not in the right place. Absolutely. You know, so um, in that sense, that it kind of gives me some encouragement that there's some kind of quick wins. Um, and mm -hmm. as you say, you know, a great role for PWN in promoting and, and educating people. Patty, what about you? What, what about kind of... When you look at Barcelona, you know, mm. you've come back with fresh eyes. What would you like to see happen sure. quickly here? I think for me, it's really key to understand uh, why there's some gaps mm. currently. And actually at the event, uh, there was a bit of talk around what is it that gets in the way. And, and there's various reasons uh, that are cited in a lot of studies. Uh, they talk about confidence for instance how women sometimes can be less confident it's it's a reason that I don't particularly endorse because most women I've met don't suffer from being mm. uh not confident mm. actually uh but they also talk a lot around access to role models and that how that is quite important for women but I think for organizations to understand where their gaps are it's not just about looking for women it's understanding if women aren't coming to you why is that mm. what what are some of the gaps that you can address there and I think organizations really have a lot of work to do to understand that, particularly in Barcelona and the conversations I have with people at the moment are very centred still on some of those stereotypes and some of those unconscious biases. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I think creating awareness around those, and like you say, educating is very important. So I, I really like something you said, Rosanna, and that is around 
how we need to embrace some of the uncomfortable. Yeah. And a lot of men that I speak to about this issue feel very uncomfortable. Mm. And I think privilege brings mm. on that sensation and you just have to embrace it uh, to be able to have a real conversation as to why things are the way that they are at the moment and what we can do to change it. I think there's a lot of fear that promoting more women means men will get less of the pie. <laughs> and that's not necessarily the case. I think we should move to a model where it's talent without gender mm. and where we all get equal access to those positions. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, let's just kind of talk a, a little bit about PWM Barcelona because you kind of referred to it there, Rosana, but as you come back from Dublin, you know, you've been in this role for a year, you know, the team you've put around you is an ambitious team with lots of plans for 2020. Is there anything in particular that you've come back from Dublin with a real passion to to push harder, to change? You know, where has it left you as, as a leader of the local team? For me, I think the awards was definitely an initiative that put PWN on the map in a bigger way than we ever have done before. And an event like that, of that scale, takes a lot of work to put together. And I think our team in Dublin, we have to applaud them for being single-handedly responsible for mm. making that event happen. Um, and it's inspired me to look very seriously at our own version of that event for next year. Not an award ceremony as such, but in our initiative here to to educate um, our local business community and have an event, a full day conference type event where we have specific speakers from Barcelona, you know, high profile companies from the city come together and talk about this issue and talk about all the uncomfortable side of it, too. Um, and I think for us, that's going to be something that I want to implement that will put PWN Barcelona on the map in this city. That's the one thing will be maybe the only thing we're focusing on yeah. for next year. It's a biggie. It's a biggie, but a goodie. Yeah. Um, and I'm interested, you know, from both of you, you know, we've we've already been talking a bit about some of the barriers, some of the differences, um, kind of where we are in Barcelona. Do either of you have a perspective um, on on kind of historical or cultural or kind of corporate influences? You know, why are we where we are in Barcelona? I don't know if you've got any perspective on it. I'm, I'm interested in just, your, you know, your, your intuition, if nothing else. Yeah, it's a really good question. It's a really good question. I think historically our law and the way that the private sector mm. has worked has been very static. So the way that other uh, countries, I think, have taken a real step forward in terms of, for instance, flexibility has enabled diversity and inclusion to be part of that conversation. Yeah. But actually looking at Spain even in terms of flexible working, uh, in terms of homeworking, things like this that I think really support not just women but men as well yeah. to have more balance in their lives has been completely uh, minimal. Mm. And so mm. I think there's also something around how we think about the sort of common worker in Spain and I think there's a lot of attitudes towards maybe people not being as responsible as in other countries. There's a real culture around perhaps the minimum effort, you know, yeah, and yeah. around being in the office and, and taking up your place and being visible, but not yeah. necessarily about productivity. So I think to talk about why we're here now, I think we have to look into some of the culture around work and how we see productivity and, and the 